Welcome to the Nomad Reporter Podcast. I am Derek Wiley, the Nomad Reporter, recording for my Airstream in chilly Utah. We actually woke up to snow on Thursday morning. I have another amazing guest for you. She is a former Three Rivers League Girls Basketball Player of the Year. After high school, she spent three years at the University of Indiana before transferring to Arizona this season, where she helped lead the Wildcats all the way to the national championship game. From St. Mary's Academy, here is Bindu Yaney. How's life uh, now that basketball's over? Uh, it's actually kind of crazy because I'm not doing much. <laughs> so it's kind of it's nice to be, you know, not doing anything. But it's also like I need it. I feel like I need to go do something. For sure. Have you done a lot of these Zoom interviews? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for doing another one. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So obviously tomorrow is a, a big day for one of your Arizona teammates. Mm-hmm. With, uh Ari McDonald, I see she could go in the top five of the WNBA draft. Are you guys able to get together and really do anything or any, any um, big? Actually, she, went, she flew home to have her draft party at home just because oh, it's cool. here. So she's at home right now, but we, we were able to get together and, you know, have our final dinner and stuff like that. But I'm super excited for her. She's one of my closest friends on the team. And just to be able to see her opportunity to, you know, make it to the league is, is crazy. And I'm excited for her. Yeah, I guess she really climbed up the draft board probably after the tournament. Yeah, no, she definitely did. I mean, they had her before the tournament, I think, going eight, and now they have her going five right now. But she says she doesn't care where she goes. She just wants the opportunity. Yeah, I guess Dallas, I think, is at fifth. I think that's where I've seen a lot of mock drafts have her. Yeah, same. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to take out a trip out to Dallas if uh, that's where she goes. Yeah, that's an easy place to get to. So Exactly. I guess most of the teams are in pretty big cities, so it'd be fun to see if she'd be able to go watch her pretty easily. Yeah. Well, cool. Before we get into uh, too much of, of this season with Arizona, I wanted to kind of go back a little ways. Um, so two years ago at the NCAA tournament, you're at, you're playing for Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys are in the second round against Oregon, yeah. and you had the the Achilles tear. Um, that's a that's a big injury. I'm sure a lot a lot of rehab. And then last season uh, with COVID, there obviously there wasn't an NCAA tournament. So yeah. what was it like? I mean, how did it feel just to be able to play basketball again and be, and be back this season? Um, you know, it was unbelievable. Um, it was it was so fun. I was I was just grateful for the opportunity to play again because like, literally like two years ago, you like you said, I tore my Achilles and I didn't know if I would get the opportunity to come back and play at a high level again um, just because of the altitude of my injury. Um, but just being able to be on the court again and be around my teammates, I was just super grateful. And I, I took every game like it was going to be my last. And it was just a fun experience and opportunity to get back on the floor. And I like not having basketball for that, that long is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, it's, I think that's why a lot of the games this year was uh, competitive because everybody felt the same way and they all wanted to, you know, get back on the court. Yeah, I guess it was easier to jump for those, get on the floor for those loose balls and exactly it's like you don't know if we're gonna have because especially with this season like we didn't know if we're going to be able to go make it the full season or if our season would get cut short so it's like you have to play every game like it's going to be your last yeah and I know you guys had a scare um at the end of January into February you didn't play for 17 days um four games were canceled what what happened there and how were you able to to navigate that um you know someone in our program tested positive and so we had to you know kind of backtrack 
um, and work on us. Um, we were we weren't able to really have practices like that, but we were able to get in the gym by ourselves and stuff like that. So, you know, um, our team kind of set a, a time for all of us to kind of meet up and have a little, not real practice or anything, but just get some shots up and stuff like that. But I mean, we we knew we were going to be able to play again. We just it was a matter of when, um, and we just had to you know follow all the COVID protocols and get ready for our games when we were able to play. And it looks like you came back strong from that because you beat Oregon like right away, right? Yeah, I think we did. I think we played. That was our first game um, was Oregon, and yeah, no, I mean we've we've that's we've been battling adversity all season. So it's just that was just another thing that we had to battle, and exactly like when we we had our opportunity to get back on the court, and it was fun. So we just had fun, and you know, beating Oregon was fun too. But <laughs> sure, because I know they they're been a really good strong program for a while. Yeah. And I guess maybe you have some motivation with that too. I don't know. Yeah. Being from the state. Exactly. So. And then, so yeah, you, you were strong like after the break, but then um, lost the final two games of the regular season. One of those was to Stanford. Um, Obviously that's going to be a tough game, but then to Arizona, to your rival Arizona state, and then losing the semifinals to UCLA of the PAC 12 tournament. How were you able to kind of put that behind you and rebound and, and go on this, run in the NCAA tournament all the way to the national championship? Um, well, we had two weeks after our loss against UCLA um, to kind of just recoup, uh, recoup and just, you know, focus on us, you know, get our mentals right because we knew we were going to be in a bubble and it was going to be a long time that we were going to be in the bubble. Um, so we are trying to get our minds right. And um, a lot of the focus was on us. Um, we wasn't really playing our best basketball um, when we – I think we lost four, three out of the four games <laughs> leading into the – or end of the regular season. And so we weren't, we weren't focused. We needed to refocus ourselves. And we knew that, you know, the NCAA tournament, you just need one win every game. And so we focused on, you know, one opponent at a time. And I think that's what helped us get to the national championship game. Cause we never looked at, um, in front of us. We just always looked at the, the game at task. Yeah. And then obviously the first big win, I guess, of the NCAA tournament was against, uh, so you're the three seed. you beat number two, Texas A&M in Texas, um, I know there probably wasn't, a, there probably weren't a lot of people allowed in there, um, but still, actually, because they, they brought a decent amount of people. It was, okay. it wasn't packed, but it was a decent amount of people when they, they were screaming, it sounded like a home game for them. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah, even if there weren't a lot of people there, I mean, they, it's close for them. I'm sure it, that makes that things a little easier. Yeah. And then also that's, you know, you advanced, uh, Arizona advances to the elite eight for the first time in school history too. So that, yeah. that game had a lot riding on it. What, what was the key to, to beating Texas A&M? Um, we knew that they were going to be taller than us. <laughs> and so our advantage was our speed and okay. our defense. Um, you know, they haven't really uh, or faced a team that with our defense. And so we, you know, we said that we're going to trap and get out in the passing lanes and, you know, try to speed the game up because we know that it's hard to keep up with us for 40 minutes, especially because we rotate fast and, you know, everybody that comes off the bench is fast. Um, so we try to get up and down the court. And also we had a little extra motivation because we heard they, they were kind of talking a little smack before the game and saying that, you know, they're going to beat us by 20 and things like that. And we heard it. So that came, gave us a little extra motivation because we're like, we're not, we're not a team to look over. You know, we're a team that we came here to play and we're going to show you. And so that's, you know, that's what our mindset was. And that's how our focus was. Yeah, I know y'all were a, like a top 10 team all year, but did you just – did people you don't think respect Arizona just because they hadn't gone as far in the tournament before? Yeah, I think they don't really respect the Pac-12. I think this okay. year we actually showed um, – you know, the Pac-12 showed that, 
men's and women's that, you know, we're one of the best conferences in the country and, you know, we need our respect. You know, there's not much, they don't really talk about West Coast, West Coast schools all the time. You hear about the Baylors and, you know, the UConn, South Carolinas, but you're not really hearing about the Stanfords. Now, this year you heard a little bit more about the Stanfords and, you know, Oregon's and Arizona, but I just think in the Pac-12 as a whole, we just don't get a lot of respect. And, you know, Arizona was one of those schools that, or we were one of those schools that didn't get respect at all. They thought told, told us we were going to get um, bounced the second round. And so, you know, like that's the that had, had a trip on our shoulders the whole year. And, you know, every time we lost, we felt like we always dropped like significantly. But when other teams lost to like teams that are supposed to be, they didn't drop that or that low. So we just had a chip on our shoulders the whole year. And I think that the Pac-12 and, you know, not only us, but Stanford showed that, um, you know, we are a good conference. We come to play. And then when you win that game, you get your old team, Indiana. Um, yeah. I know it, you have to treat it like any other game, but like now looking back on it, did it, did it feel different? Was it, I mean, was it different for you? Um, yeah, it was different for me. You know, they, they were the team I went to first. Um, and I spent, you know, basically three good years there. Uh, I mean, the third year I kind of decided to transfer, but, and it wasn't the best year for me, but I mean, it was, it was a little emotional um, just because, you know, I'm playing against some of my old teammates and I do have friends on the other side, but, also, it was uh, emotional from the coaching standpoint because I, there was some things said in the media that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of hurt my feelings from the head coach. Um, she didn't, she, I felt like she didn't give me no credit for the things I, I did help for with with their team. Um, so that that was a little thing that kind of, you know, bothered me. And so that gave me a little bit more, more motivation and, you know, being able to transfer from there, you know, and going to a, a team and starting in Elite Eight, um, something that they probably didn't think I would be able to do just coming off my injury. And so it was just, um, you know, my, my life came full circle that time. And I'm, I'm happy I was on the winning side of it. Um, and it, it felt good, you know, being able to get a win over my old coaches and teammates. It's, it's just a fun – when you play against your old teammates and coaches, it's fun. Um, yeah. It's Because I know they're super competitive and they want to win and we're super co- competitive, competitive. And so it was a fun game. But, you know, I had to treat it like another game. Um, afterwards, you know, we kind of – me and Arizona kind of had fun and – did a little some petty stuff on Twitter, but <laughs> you know, but other than that, it was it, it was all friendly though. <laughs> That's what Twitter's for, right? Exactly. So yeah, it was all friendly, but and yeah, yeah, I know Indiana had a big upset even to get there too. So I don't know when you found that out, what was kind of your first reaction? Um, well, we the thing is when we were warming up, their game was going because we were playing in the same bit so same building. It was just okay. two different courts. And so we were able to watch their game on the big screen on our side of the court. And so I, we like, we were watching, we were watching and everybody's like, Bindu, we might play your old team. Like, Bindu, we might play your old team. And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. Because honestly, I didn't want to play them because I just knew it was going to be, you know, a lot of emotions and things like that. And um, so I just didn't want to have that that game. But obviously, if it happened, I was like, okay, you know, we got to win. Um, so watching it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't think we we're, we we're going to do it until they got like, a, I think, a 12-point lead in the third quarter and I was like, oh yeah, they're not losing this game. <laughs> so I was like, it looks like we have to win so we can play them. So you just didn't want it to be a distraction. Yeah, exactly. So, cause I, I know that like a lot of the media turned it into me versus uh, Indiana, you know, and I didn't want, I didn't want that for my teammates. Cause you know, we are all on this like long journey and things like that. So it, it wasn't about me and versus Indiana in that game. It was about Arizona versus Indiana. And I think, um, afterwards, you know, it made that was more of the talk about it, and I was happy about that. 
yeah, it's just an easy storyline. So I don't, yeah, it is. Yeah, let it go that way. And then obviously Final Four um, for the first time in school history, and you get UConn, mm-hmm. who is um, obviously the UConn women are a big deal. They're one of the most talked about probably brands in all of sports. Yeah, uh, a big time coach and Gino. They had the National Player of the Year. Um, and you get them in the final four. Uh, what, what was it like just playing in that game? Um, it was unbelievable. Uh, I was able to play against one of my best friends, Evina Westbrook. Yeah, I was going to ask you about her. Yeah, I didn't know how close. So South Salem and then you yeah. were in Portland. I don't know how close you guys are. No, we're super close. Um, in middle school, we played together. Um, high school, obviously, we played against each other because she went to South Salem and I went to St. Mary's. And then, so we never, that was our first game in college playing against each other. So that was like a fun moment. And, you know, we both dreamed about playing in the final four. And so to be able to share that moment together, it was her first final four and my first final four. It was, it was unbelievable. And, you know, it was just crazy because we talked about that when we were in middle school, like, Hey, like we might be able to play in the final four one day or things like that. And making it come true was just, it was unbelievable. But playing UConn as a whole, it was, you know, it was surreal because, you know, you watch them on TV all the time and you grow up knowing that they have so many national championships. And Gino is, you know, this this head coach that's like phenomenal. And just being able to even seeing him in the hotel, it felt like not real. Like it didn't feel real. like he's so nice. Like I, the stories that you hear about him is not like how he is in real life, like <laughs> at all. Like, and I was shocked. But, you know, just being able to share the court with, you know, and then Paige, the National Player of the Year, it was you know, it was a fun moment, but we uh, felt like we were, you know, we were getting overlooked that whole game, um, sure. just like the whole season. Um, and, you know, the most of the talk was about UConn and Paige, and it wasn't any that much about Arizona. And so we wanted to make sure after that game, you know, there was a lot of talk about Arizona. And I think that we proved a lot of people wrong. Um, and everybody said it was an upset, but, like, honestly, it's it's not – I don't think it's an upset at that point. You know, when you when you make it to the Final Four, you know, it's the – the four final or the four best teams right there. And so uh, I don't think it's an upset. Um, I think people are just going to say that because we, we haven't been there. Sure. They, we just showed that, you know, we, we are very, um, a very good team and we could be play with anybody. Yeah. And, and you led the whole, and you led the whole game. So it wasn't exactly. Like- and that's the other thing is like, people were saying like, you know, it, UConn didn't play hard and things like that, but it's like, they were playing hard in, in our eyes and we led the whole game. We almost had a, I think we had a, our largest deficit was 14 point, 14 point lead in that in the game going into the or close to the third fourth quarter. Yeah, and so like, I mean it, that just shows our hard work and you know we we never we never die, um, we never get down on ourselves and I, even in the Stanford game you know, and so that it was fun though playing against you know and UConn. I didn't think I would ever play against them and just being able to was you know unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, seeing him in the hotel was that kind of the moment you realized, oh yeah, we're really in the final four. This is happening. Well, I had seen we had seen him when he first um, came back because he had he had go, got COVID. Oh and goodness. So we had uh, he came in like this for the Sweet Sixteen. So I think we saw him going to practice or coming out of practice like for right before our Sweet Sixteen game, and we saw him like standing right there. He was about to go get a workout in, and like <laughs> we literally saw him standing there. He was like, you know, you guys are a good team. Like, good win the other night. And we looked at him and I think everybody kind of was like in like awe that he just talked to us and congratulated us. And like, even he knew who Arizona was like, we was like in awe. And so that was the first time. And then the second time we saw him on, or we were on the elevator and we're all going to the zoo, um, UConn 
their team was going to the zoo and we were going to the zoo and he was trying to get on the elevator and our team kept going down the elevators and he wasn't allowed in because it's two different teams. Mm -hmm. He was like, every time I press this button, you know, it's always an Arizona team, a team player. Like, and so he's just, it was just funny just being able to like interact with him. Cause like you always see him being harsh and like, you know, um, very strict and like seeing him kind of like laid back and loose was, it was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Was it hard to kind of get over that of like just being in, like starstruck and, and playing the game. I mean, it seems like you guys were able to get, get, get that out of the way and, and really play the game and not. Yeah. I mean, once the ball is hits, you can't, you can't be, you know, starstruck anymore. Cause now that they're the opponent and they're the enemy and um, ahead of you of your goals and stuff like that. So you got to have to put that aside. And then, you know, after the game, you can, you know, fangirl and, you know, be starstruck again, but in, during the game, you can't be like that or else, you know, your mind somewhere else and not focus on the game. Yeah. And did you say that you and Avino were on the same middle school team? Yeah. So and we used to play um, AAU together. So oh. I would drive down to Salem all the time and play on her AAU team. And then she, we ended up playing on the same AAU team up in Portland. It was called Team Concepts. And okay. we actually played with her, um, one of her old teammates, Jamie Nard. She also played on that team. Okay. Um, so her, her old teammate from Tennessee, Jamie Nard. Um, okay. And so we also played on that team together. And then um her high school team was her she went to a different AAU team in high school and then I also went to a different one so okay we stopped playing together uh, literally freshman year of high school but other than that yeah I was just wondering what that middle school team was like with the two of you on it yeah no we never really lost the game and if we did it was (laughs) (laughs) it was a very close game it had to be to a very good team like we I think there was a streak that we won like 100 games straight from like sixth grade to like eighth grade like it was it was crazy was that with the hoop or was that around then or yeah, it was with the hoop, um, and then that's also when we were playing with Team Concept, so we were going back and forth. Yeah, I know they have. A, I know they have a big, pref, uh, big presence in Salem. So I didn't, I didn't yeah, know. so yeah, we were always at the hoop. Like I used to spend a night at her house all the time, and we would play. I would go there Friday and wouldn't leave until Monday morning. Like it was, yeah, that was our relationship. And yeah, the big looking at the the final four game, the big reason you guys beat UConn, um, would you held them. You had them to a season low of 59 points, just 22 at halftime. What were you able to do to, to them defensively? Um, I think a lot of teams, like you say, get starstruck when they play UConn and they see they have to play UConn. So, sure. you know, they came into the game, you know, already thinking they lost the game a lot of times, I feel like. Because if you see, like, the first quarter, they usually are up by, like, 20, 30 points. Um, so I think our our main focus right there was not to be starstruck. You know, they put on their shoes just like us, their uniform just like us. So we have to take it like as another game um, and not look at who's really in front of us. Or, and so that was one of our steps. And then the next step was they haven't played a, a team that pressures like us. And so we had to keep the pressure on the whole 40 minutes. Um, you know, in the first half, you could see that they were frazzled. They, they didn't know what to do. Um, and then they can, they really couldn't make adjustments just because, you know, they never play a team like that's going to press them, you know, for 40 minutes. Um, usually a team tries to press them, but then they break in and they don't try it again. So we were just resilient in that. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're finding each other, we're making shots. And when you find each other and make shots, the game is fun. And I think that, you know, once we got our lead, we were just having fun. We weren't really like, um, really thinking about who was in front of us. We were just like, okay, you know what, we're going to win this game and we're going to have fun winning it. So. That's really what it was about. Yeah, does your confidence level change at halftime, or were you already feeling pretty good going into the game? Um, well, we know UConn is a very great team. Like, they could come back from any deficit. So, sure. 
we're like, we have to make sure that we keep our foot on the gas and, you know, we don't let up, you know, they're going to make our, their runs and we're going to make ours, but at the end of the day, we have to stick together. And so we didn't get too high uh, or too low in the locker room. Um, I mean, during the, I think the, the time we got, like, we were like, okay, we're about to win this game was like the last minute of the game. But other than that, we had, to, you know, we had a goal because we wanted to beat them. We didn't want to just like, you know, beat them by a couple points. We wanted to beat them to make a, a statement. And so that was our goal to keep our gas on the, or foot on the gas. Cause just like UConn, they want to beat people. They don't want to just, you know, beat them by, you know, a couple points. They want to smack them. And so we, that's how we felt with them. Um, I mean, we had 10 point, you know, 10 point win, you know, that's, that's good for us. So. Did you see Gino in the hotel after the game? No, nah, we didn't see him. We didn't <laughs> get back until late and then they were gone in the morning. So we didn't see him after the game. Yeah. I guess with the bubble, they're probably getting teams out of there as fast as they can. Yeah, so it was crazy being the last two teams, though, because it's like we started with 64 teams and two different hotels. And then, you know, the Sweet 16, everybody moved into one hotel. Then to be in the, the last two was just crazy. Like it was it was weird having so much freedom in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem as crowded anymore. Yeah, no. And then, yeah, what was it like to play Stanford of all teams in the national championship game? Um, well, one, it shows that, like I said, the Pac-12 is, you know, one of the best conferences, conferences in the country. But it was crazy um, just being, being in the national championship game because I know two years ago uh, I was sitting at home uh, right after surgery watching Baylor. I think it was Baylor and Notre Dame playing for the uh, national championship. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, I want to be able to do that one day. And two years later, I was the one playing in the national championship game. Um, so it was like a surreal moment. It was incredible um, being able to play against Stanford, a team that we also know um, was, you know, it was fun to be able to play them, you know, because we knew the Pac-12 was going to get a championship either way. Um, and it was just, it, it's something that I want to do again. You know, obviously, like everybody says that, but it's something that I think it motivates me even more um, just because I got there and now I, I, I don't want to just get there. I want to be able to win the whole thing. And so I know what it takes now. And um, I think our team knows what it takes. So, you know, we're going to be back and we know we're going to be back. Yeah. What do you take away from that game and just the, the whole journey and the whole NCAA tournament that will help you next year? Um, we'll never give up. That's the first one. Um, you know, in the Stanford game, we we're down 10 when we came back and, you know, we made it a game. Um, again, being down 10 against Stanford, or even UConn, it feels like you're down like 30, literally. And so just being able to fight back and, you know, making it a game and only losing by one point, that just shows us that if we cleaned up a couple of our mistakes and that we could have been the ones, you know, walking out of there with the championship. Um, so we just have to focus on the little details. I think that that was our problem all year. Um, once we fix those, you know, we could be a team that's really, really, really good. Um, and then even with the bubble experience, um, you know, you take away the the fun times, the the time that you know you're not going to be able to get again. Because, you know, next year, the it probably won't be a bubble again. So, you you know, this was a different, unique year, different year. And so, you know, take away the, bond, the bonds that we made and that little the time, um, not little time, but that time. And, you know, just, just the way we had fun. Um, and just experiencing a new, a new culture, kind of being in a bubble and not being able to have your, as much freedom. You know, those are the things I think I'll take away. Um, and that will help me, you know, prevail for next year and everything. Just, you know, keep pushing and just know that, you know, there's always a light under, uh, at the end of the tunnel. And you had five stills in that game. And you're known, I mean, you're known for your defense. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where does that desire to play defense come from? Because obviously that, everyone doesn't have that. You know, yeah. most basketball players want to score. So yeah, no, where does um, that where does that come from? 
Um, well, one, you, you can't come to Arizona if you don't play defense. <laughs> that's, okay. the, that's, that's the first thing she says. If you don't play defense, you can't come here. Gotcha. Um, so that's one thing for me to be on the court. I got to play defense. Uh, <laughs> and so the second one is that I know I'm just a, a person that wants to win. So whatever it takes for me to win, um, if it's me scoring, because, you know, in high school, I used to score. I used to be a scorer. Everybody knew, knew me as a scorer. Um, sure. I took on different roles in college. Um, and now with this role, you know, you know, they they look for me to do a little bit of everything. You know, there's nights that, you know, I can score. You know, there's nights that I'm hot and there's nights that I'm not. In the Sanford game, um, I wasn't hot. I, I really couldn't hit anything. And so, you know, I had to lead on my defense. I know that my defense can, you know, uh, or help get us points and stuff like that. So um, I was just like, you know what, we're down 10. And if I start um, getting into my player and make them, getting stops, then I know my teammates will too. And so, um, you know, Aries ahead of it. But if Aries' defense is not working, you know, somebody else has to step up. And so that was my chance to step up and, you know, help our team in any way I could. And, you know, I got steals and, I was just trying to win the game. That's it. That yeah. was all it was. I was trying to win the game. <laughs> they just added up at the end. Yeah, they just added up. I didn't even know I had that many. I think that's my highest ever, honestly. But I didn't know I had that many until after the game. And, you know, I wish I had six. So the main, that means we might have might have won the game, you know, if I had one more still. But, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a lot of momentum uh, around women's sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I think TV ratings were up. NCAA tournament was getting a lot of attention. More seemed to get more attention this year. Did you notice that? Do you feel that? I mean, do you agree with that? No, I definitely I agree with that. Um, just for, I'll put you put it in perspective with Ari. Ari had nine hundred or nine thousand followers going into the tournament. She left with forty point six k followers on Instagram. So okay. that just that just shows like you know people are were watching us. Um, not I mean not only her but like they're watching women's basketball you know we were having um you know nba players uh soccer players um you know just everybody kind of football players just sweeting at us uh just every like all the women's games and things like that and you saw people putting on social media that they were watching and i think it's a it's good it's a start um uh, you know it's just it's it was started when you know uh in 2019 when that championships game happened and then it just kept evolving and i think that you know, it's a good for our prog- or our program and you know, the the women's game and in general, be just because you know we don't see that often. You don't see that many ratings of, of people watching women's basketball. And you always hear like you know women's basketball isn't fun to watch, but I think that these games show that you know we have some talented players and we do have fun games to watch. Um, and if you don't think women's basketball is fun after watching these this these games, then I don't know what what's fun to you honestly because I think that all these games were entertaining I mean there were some blowouts but other than that that it was just as entertaining as the March Madness for the guys I think yeah there seemed to be a lot the women's games seemed to be I mean you had you obviously had the Gonzaga UCLA men's game but a lot of the women's games seemed to be more entertaining than the exactly so I think that we we uh we have a uh, a barrier that we broke down, but we have more barriers to break down. And I think that next year, you know, it, we need more ratings um, just so we can get the same respect as the guys. And, you know, if, if we keep continuing to move up, then, you know, it's going to be a good thing for women's sports. Yeah, there's obviously there's always work to do with, with mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, before the tournament even started, obviously the big story was the weight room. Do you have, yeah. do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think it was disrespectful. Um, and they know it was um, because it was crazy how fast they were able to turn everything around. So it's like if if you felt that you needed a couple of days to turn things around, don't put the little the you know the little couple dumbbells and the 
yoga mats then this leave it blank and then you know when you're ready to put the whole weight room in there they put everything in there um so i think i thought it was disrespectful i thought we they showed us that you know they didn't really care about us um even with the food like they gave us food that I just felt like they were just like, okay, you know what? We're just going to whip up something. You know, we don't care if it's ta- like, if it tastes good or looks good, we're just going to give it to them. And it didn't make us feel good, especially looking on the other side with the guys team. Like they're getting really big catered meals. Um, they have a huge weight room. And it's like, we work just as hard as them to get to this point. So why are we getting treated um, differently? And everybody wants to talk about the money and things like that, that goes into men's sports and compared to women's, but you know, the NCAA is a nonprofit. So we should be, it, it should be the same. It doesn't really matter how much money the guys bring in or the girls bring in. It's, you know, it don't, it doesn't matter. We should all be treated the same because um, we worked hard, uh, just as hard to get there. And um, I think it was good that some of the men's teams um, over there on the tournament said things about, you know, about us and, you know, that, that helped get, bring attention to it. Um, but yeah, I think it was, you know, it was disrespectful and I, I'm happy they fixed it, but it should have, it shouldn't have had to be fixed. And, sure how we see it so yeah and then yeah what do you just lastly like what do you expect for next season obviously you'll have a big scoring hole to fill yeah I mean everybody just has to be you know get better you get one percent better that's what we we say here we have to get one percent better every, every day and so you know my role is going to change a little bit uh I might have to get you know get the ball a little bit more and get more shots up during the season and things like that or in games and stuff. So, you know, my off season is going to look a little different. It's going to be more, you know, getting shots up and things that I'll actually get in games. Um, and so that, that's what we are kind of focused on. We have a chip on our shoulder because ESPN put out um, early top 25 and, you know, we're nowhere to be found and oh, it's, wow. it's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy that, you know, we go from, you know, being in the top six um, or, or, not sit well around six to ten um range then going to yeah yeah then going to you know the national championship game and then you know area i understand like area was a big part of us but she leaves and you guys just count us all the way out and Mm -hmm. you know and that's how it's always been um we always been counted out so we're just excited to show that you know we're a good team with or without area um you know with we're even better team with her but without her we're still going to be great and you know we, we shouldn't be counted out as much as we are. And so we, it's going to be fun for us. We, we got some good pieces. You know, we got a couple transfers and, um, you know, they're going to help us a lot, but we're going to be a good team. And we're going to be, you know, we're going to be the same team that we were last, last year. Uh, it's going to be a little different without Ari. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It sounds like the motivation won't be lacking then. Yeah, no, it's still, you know, our coach, you know, if you saw our coach, she's fiery and she's not going to let us not, you know, have, you know, a chip on our shoulder and stuff like that. So, we're going to be, we're going to be back and she knows she wants to be back too. And she's going to coach us up. Now she knows what it takes to get to a national championship. So, you know, we're, we're going to get there sooner than later. Well, awesome. It was uh, nice to talk to you. I really, Thank thanks you. For doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And that was Bindu Yaney, whose Arizona teammate, Ari McDonald was actually picked third overall by the Atlanta dream in last week's WNBA draft. And that is it for this episode. As always, Thanks for listening.